What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have a guest with us today who is a life coach and entrepreneur, Marissa Rader, and she is a mom of three running a business, and we dig deep into all of the things in this episode. This is one of my favorite conversations about motherhood, about raising babies and building businesses. And just, it's authentic and raw and real and honest and open. And I can't wait for you to hear this. So grab a notebook, send this one to all your lady friends who are doing the work, doing the things they love and raising their family. Cause this one is one that every woman needs to hear. Let's turn it over to the show. All right, Marissa, welcome to the show, my friend. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am pumped as well. So I did a quick intro. I want the audience though to know exactly who they're talking to. So let's start with your story. Who are you? How did you get into life coaching? All of the goods. Oh my gosh. So I am Marissa Rader. I am a mom of three girls. They are three, six, and seven. So there's never a dull moment. (laughs) And I live on a farm in Northwest Iowa with my husband. And so I don't ever see him. <laughs> he is busy. What do you guys farm? Um, so we do crops and we have cattle and we do a cow calf herd. So we have a uh, feedlot and we do cow calving and we have a hog confined. Like we do hogs on top of it. So, so awesome. So awesome. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I know. I, everybody always like geeks out about the farm stuff and I'm like, we can talk more about that. Like I know we're farmer, like we're farming. cattle. Yeah. We cattle ranch. So I'm like, I know that life. <laughs> oh, and it's wonderful. Isn't it? <laughs> It is the best. It is the best. (laughs) So that's a little bit about me. Um, How I got into life coaching though, I went to school to be a teacher. Actually, I taught kindergarten and first grade for almost a decade. And I left the classroom um, in the middle of the pandemic. So I taught for my kitchen table that March through May. And then when school went back that following fall, I did not go back, um, which is actually a huge part of of my story. And I was coaching women teachers, you know, on how to do all of these things, manage teaching, raising their families, how to not burn out all of these things. And, um, my district did not like that. I was prioritizing teacher mental health online. They were getting phone calls, wanting to know what our district was doing to prioritize teacher (laughs) mental health. And after the 30th phone call in our small district, (laughs) um, they, they were really unhappy with me and I wanted to sit down and have a meeting, how we could be back in the classroom, make teachers feel safe, not create a bunch of more work for them. And 
and still meet the needs of our students and teach during a global pandemic. And I walked into the superintendent's office and my building principal was sitting there and they didn't even let me speak. They handed me a piece of paper. They said, we actually have this board policy that allows us to determine what your secondary employment can and cannot be. And Mm -hmm. you have a choice. You can work for us or you can run your business. And I looked at them and I said, so three weeks before school's out, you're going to let me give up my teaching career. You're not going to take my license away for leaving this close to school. You're not going to find me. You're like, I can walk away. Like we're just going to brush our hands clean. And I walked out to the car and I called my husband and I was in tears because I was so excited because I had just quit my job. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because it was something that I had wanted for about three years. And I, yeah. I told myself I would give myself five years to really get my footing and, you know, have a solid foundation in my business. And all summer long, I dreaded going back to school. I just had this feeling like that I just did not, that I didn't belong in the classroom that year, that I couldn't do it another year. Um, so I was like, perfect. I can still coach teachers from home. Like I have an yeah. online business. Like this will be great. And I found out very quickly that my integrity was not there coaching teachers who were teaching through something I was not personally living through. And Mm. so I spent the next six months going, hmm, now what? (laughs) (laughs) And what I, after doing some digging and what I found was that women were actually coming to me wondering, how did you raise three small children? At that point, they were all under the age of four. You know, how were you doing this? How did you build this business while you were teaching full-time? I built an app while I was doing that on top of it. So I was building courses. I was building memberships. I was doing all this stuff. And I was like, you want to know who else has all these same problems that teachers have? Business owners. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) I love it so much. I love it because I feel like this is so relatable where you just, you follow the tug. I call them heart tugs. You follow the heart tug. It opens up doors it's not the right path, but it, you course correct. It opens up the next door. And it's like, I feel like so many women and men probably, but we have so many women listeners, they get so stuck in like knowing exactly how it's going to play out and what it's going to look like. And it's going to be a straight shot exactly where you want to go. And it's like, just take a step, just take a step, yeah. figure it out, navigate it, take a right turn, like take the next steps. And that's exactly what you've done, which is so cool. So I want to dig into your journey a little bit. So you're navigating entrepreneurship. You're raising these girls. You're on a farm, which I know like husband is gone all the time. (laughs) How have you been able to do it all? Like, what does your day look like? How does it structure all, all of those things? Oh, absolutely. So Um, I actually just found out like a year ago, probably that I have had ADHD my whole life. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so like, everybody's like, you must just be really good at organizing things. And (laughs) like, you follow a a schedule throughout the day. And I'm like, I actually, my brain actually doesn't work that way. (laughs) (laughs) And so I always have to like, tell people, like, if you don't have like a strict morning routine or, you know, a schedule throughout the week, like that's okay too. Like you can still find success. But what I do is I really focus on what is, what are the things that I have to get done today? So like, what's my must do list. And I know it's probably not the most productive way of doing things. I could be a lot more productive if I 
you know, scheduled it in a specific time or things like that. But, you know, my husband knew he had to be home at 1230 for me to record this podcast. And he walked in the door at 1229. Sometimes it's 1235 when he gets home and I need him home at 1230. Like farm (laughs) life, that's just the way it is. You know, we, it's really hard to run on a schedule with our lifestyle. Um, Our daycare closed in December. Like, so our, I have a three-year-old home with me all the time now. That's super fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we get a lot done during the day. No. So I just really focus on like, what are my must do things for the day? I wake up every day and I revisit it and I think, okay, these are the things that I have to do. These are the things that I would love to get done on top of it. And then once the kids go to bed, then this is something that I can do that doesn't require a lot of brain power and thinking, but it's something that I need to get done and can move, move the needle forward and set me up for success the following day as well. So I do have systems in place and things like that. I batch work, you know, I do, I do stuff like that because on top of my coaching business, I, um, it comes back to that integrity thing. That's one of my core values that I really like hold near and dear. A lot of the women coming to me were ones that had started a business during the pandemic. And I was like, okay, super. They started a craft at their kitchen table. Now they're like, I think I can make a business of this. Let's give it a go. And those are the ones that were drawn to me. And I was life coaching them how to run a business from their home and still take care of themselves, take care of their families and all the other obligations that we have as humans. And I started getting asked business questions like, what do you think of this? Or what about that? And I was like, I want you to know, I have built an online business. I've built a website. I've done things. I don't make physical products in my house. Like, I don't know how, I don't know what that entails. Like, so in October, I told my husband, I was like, I'm going to start this thing. I'm going to start making inspirational products for women. And he was like, like side hustle thing. And I was like, yeah, that. (laughs) And by December, I was making more just from that portion of my business than I was in the classroom. That's rad. Three months, all the things that I'd learned in my online business, I just started to do with my physical product business and it just blew up. And so I tend to save those things, you know, like at night where I can do those because I know like I can sit in bed and I can do whatever, cut things out or, you know, whatever it is. And yeah, so it's been, it's been an interesting adjustment period for us here the last few months, but I also batch my work. That's one of the things that I do. So like this morning, my daughter was down playing in the basement And I was, I sublimate on glass cups, um, you know, with like the little bamboo lid and the straw Uh little cups. And uh, so I, one night I sat in bed and I cut all the, all of the designs out off the sublimation paper. And then now today I cut all the slices of tape that I needed and I wrapped the glasses. And so they're all sitting down there. Then the next time I go down and I do the work, then I'll press all of them so that I don't have to make a bunch of decisions and I don't have to jump from thing to thing because even the steps in a process like that takes away from that mental bandwidth that we have in a day. And so I tend to do that. Or if I have a day where I'm working on my coaching business, that's all I work on. I don't even worry about the product business at that point. So I try to pick my, my main things for the day that have to be done. And then I batch things and I usually schedule based on what my family schedule looks like. So you know, my daughter's home with me all day on Wednesdays. So I try to do stuff in the basement with my product-based business because she can play down there while I'm doing that, you know? And so it's just that it's not really 
balancing it all. It's just being very strategic with where I spend my time and how I do it. I love it. And it's so, it's like you have structure, but it's flex. It's like, you know, exactly what you want to get done that day. When it gets done is going to depend on when it works for the day. And that's so important because it doesn't have to look the same every day. You don't have to only have this block of time where you get this done. And if you do your success, and if you don't, you're a failure. I feel like so many people are trying to do that when there's so many variables throughout the day. And then they just toss it out the window and they're like, well, I didn't get it done at seven. So screw it. I'm going to get it done tomorrow. And it's like, no, yes. you can get it done at like 1145. That's okay. Like buy the yes. next pocket. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. We have that all or nothing mentality. Yeah. And like that with working out. So let's go there. <laughs> so I'm many like, people oh, are, so many people are. Didn't happen at 8 a.m. <laughs> There's always tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's that you are not the only one. I can promise you that. Um, have you ever in, in juggling all of this, have you ever struggled with mom guilt? I want to, I want to talk about that for a sec. So right away I did. And that was when I was in the classroom and I was doing all of the things because I was spending every weekend, you know, working and I was up all night. And so, and I was crabby in the morning because I was up late trying to do the things, trying to fit everything in. And I did really struggle with that. And that was when I started working on the burnout piece of it. And then I found out if I could manage the burnout piece of the classroom that Mm. freed up my ability to be better mom, better business owner, all of those things. Um, I think the main thing that really changed for me was just the way I looked at it. I had to keep telling myself that I was doing these things, that this was a season. This was a season of hustle. If I could do this for just three years, yes, I know that those were the three youngest years of my kids' life, you know, things like that. But even from a very early age, we talked with our kids and we still talk about it. You know, they, they know the value of money. They know why mommy works. We're not working so that we can fly on private jets and do all of these things. We're working so that when they want a prom dress, we don't have to say, you can't have that one, the one you really want, because we can only afford this one. You know, yeah. it's, it's those things that it's giving us the memories. It's being able to go see Bluey, you know, or Disney on ice and not have to think about where's this money coming from? What else is it taking away from? And that we do these things. So if, if we hustle during this season, then it allows us this other time to be together. And, and I think that we get in this perpetual state of hustle and that's yeah. when the mom guilt really sets in and you have to, I used to talk a lot about self-care and I read a, a book by Allie Beth Stuckey. I don't know if you've heard of her at all, but she wrote a book and it's called you are not enough and, and that's okay. And she, the way she looks at self-care is that, um, being a Christian, we're here to do, to do God's will and to, to carry out our purpose. You know, we we all have a very specific reason why we're here and to look at, you know, I love to go and have my nails done. There's many reasons why it helps me feel put together. Even when the rest of me is a hot mess, I can look <laughs> down and I'm like, but dang, those look good. So I'm doing all right. You know, I love it. like, it's yeah. just one of the, just one of those reminders, like that part of my life is a little put together, at least some days, you know, but we think of those things like I deserve that I'm running a business. I'm raising a family. I deserve to go and have that done. And then when we don't get to have it done, then that creates that resentment. 
And that mm-hmm. resentment turns into guilt towards our kids and our family and the obligations that we have. I mean, there was a point in my entrepreneurial journey that I was like, was I even meant to have kids? Like, was that the wrong choice for me? Like, cause I can hustle, I can out hustle anybody, <laughs> you know? And, and I like the hustle. That's the problem. And so I was like, am I even doing my kids justice? And so after reading that book, I realized that I need to steward myself in a way that makes me the better mom, that makes me the better business owner, that makes me the better wife. What are the things that allow me to do that? And so I have biweekly massages that I go and do. That's just, that's on the books because I have neck and back issues and I've, I hadn't been there in six weeks. <laughs> I couldn't even turn my head. My massage oh my therapist gosh. was like, you need like a three hour session here. Like we can't even get this done in one, one sitting here, oh, you know, like I can't even turn my head, can't lift my head, like can't anything, you know? And I'm a terrible mom when that happens, you know, I can't pick up my three-year-old. I just sit around and mope because I can't do anything <laughs> else, you know? And so it's one of those things where everybody's like, oh, it's relaxing to have a massage. Well, I don't go to have a massage just to relax. I know that I need my physical body to be in a certain place so that I can show up and be the best mom. So when I started looking at those things, the guilt started going away because now I'm not doing those things for myself in a selfish way because I deserve them. I'm doing them because it makes me a better mom and a better wife and a better business owner. And I think that that's kind of one of those aha moments where it's like, okay, I don't need to feel guilty about this. I used to send my kids to daycare until it closed. <laughs> you know, and people are like, don't you feel guilty? Like parents run businesses at home all the time with their kids. No, no, I do not. Because I see what it's like to try to run a business with my three-year-old in the basement. Guess what? She's not getting the attention that she used to get or the social interaction that she used to get when she was at a daycare. But I could show up at four in the afternoon and I could pick her up from daycare and I didn't have to do anything from four until the time she went to bed because I'd gotten it all done while she was at preschool in the morning and daycare in the afternoon. So the guilt was not there because I was a better mom because I wasn't constantly trying to go back and forth and juggle the business with the family. And I had a specific time to do that. And so that's gotten a little iffy here, you know, but (laughs) (laughs) I think that's so important to bring up though, because man, people are judgy and Mm -hmm. everyone is so different. They want to put their time and energy, different places. They want to raise their family a certain way. They want to, they have different passions and different things that are on their heart. And it's like, there's no right, wrong, or indifferent. Like everyone is doing the best they can and they're juggling all the things that they can in the best way possible. And, and, and everyone just needs to stay in their lane, like stay in your lane, do what's best for your family. Don't look sideways and don't think twice about what Sarah's doing or Rachel's doing or whatever. Cause it yeah. doesn't matter to you. Like, that's one of the things that I'm like, just knock it off ladies, knock it off. I think it's so silly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. No, I completely agree. Well, and for me, um, I struggle with like, if it's not like right in front of me, it's gone. It's not, <laughs> my brain doesn't hold on to it. That's like some sort of amazing coping mechanism that I've been able to, you know, nice out of sight, out of mind, but I can, I can go to the neighboring town to do three things, you know, and I'll get home and the packages I was supposed to mail are still on the front seat of the car. Like they were right there and I still didn't remember to do it. So for me having the kids 
at daycare, you know, when I could just dedicate and I wasn't getting interrupted every 10 minutes and it just, it helped with my train of thought. And once again, that was better for me and my family. That doesn't mean that everybody should send their kids to daycare (laughs) and run their business because some women handle it just fine, but I know how my brain works and it's definitely been more of a struggle now that our, our schedules are not as clean cut as they used to be. And I think that that's something that we need to give ourselves grace around. If you are running your business and you do have your kids at home with you and you're raising a family and you're have all these other obligations, it's okay to give yourself grace. (laughs) Grace is so necessary. And I think really it's like, we need to break up with the expectations that we set for how life would look when we were not running a business. Because you're like, okay, I can do this and I can do this and I can give my kids attention 100% of the day, which that's a whole nother topic. I don't think that's healthy, but it's like, I'm like, but I just feel like when you take a step into a chapter and you're trying to navigate new territory and you're trying to figure out what this could look like, you've got to release that expectation of what you think it should look and just be like, okay, we're just going to figure this out. We're going to fail. We're going to, it's going to be messy. We're going to have days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm losing my mother at like living mind. And how can we do this a little bit better tomorrow? What's going to work tomorrow? And it's, and everybody, like I mentioned is so different. So I had to, I had to like overcome some serious mom beliefs that I had around because I never wanted to work ever. Like I just wanted to be a stay at home mom. And so when I started to get the desire to do stuff for our family and we needed it income wise, while my husband, while my husband was in vet school, I was like, gosh, but this isn't what I'm supposed to do. I said, I was going to be like pioneer woman. And like, that's not what I'm doing. Like, I don't enjoy that. What the crap? Like, why don't I, am I a bad mom? Because I don't love to do some of these things. And I had to really navigate some stuff and work through that to come to the reality of like, no, Micah, this is your path. This is your lane. This is what you're called to do. And you'll figure out how to do that and what works best for your family. And we have, and it's been such a blessing. And I can't even imagine raising our children without the outlets that I have in business and purpose, because I would be a freaking monster. I would be a monster. Oh, same. And uh, my husband and I talk about all that, that all the time. All right. This is for my entrepreneur friends and especially my network marketers. I have created a free masterclass just for you to help you discover the three secrets to build a seven figure network marketing business without sacrificing all your precious time with family. This is my seven figure success secrets. And I am so excited to help you discover how to break through some of the most common limiting beliefs that are standing in your way. The first one is how to build a seven figure business while working less than 20 hours a week. The second one is to instantly eliminate mom guilt and to be more present than ever before while simultaneously adding thousands of dollars to your bank account. And the third is the seven figure earner secret to doing it all without burning out or missing memories with your family. If you feel like you would benefit from breaking through some of these barriers and learning what I've done differently over the years to build this type of growth for our family and our business without the burnout, without the overwhelm, without missing our family activities, without missing my highest priorities, then don't miss snagging a spot in this masterclass. Go to 
micafolsomfit.com slash seven figure secrets to claim your spot in the class. And if you can't be on live, don't freak out. You will get a replay, but try to be there live. All right. See you then back to the show. My mom, um, she worked, I grew up, she worked two days a week, you know, she was an x-ray tech. And so she would drive to work and she'd be there two days, you know, and then she would have like six days off. So her schedule would rotate. So she'd like work Monday, Tuesday this week. And then she wouldn't work until Thursday, Friday, the next week. So she'd have like these huge stretches where she was just at home with me. I was an only child. And so when I was doing all these things, my dad though, on the other hand, has always worked a full-time job and runs his own business. Like he invented a product. So I saw both spectrums of what that looks like. And for some reason, always had the desire to be like my dad. I have never wanted to be a stay at home mom. And when I left the teaching world, my mom was like, well, you know, if your business doesn't work out, your girls will just be lucky to have you at home and, you know, all these things. And in my mind, I'm thinking you will have to come (laughs) If I have to give up my business, like there is no failing at this. This is going to work because I, I just felt there was no other option. And even my husband says that he was like, you would literally have to go like go manage the local gas station because (laughs) you couldn't just sit at home. That's funny. That that would be me. That's so funny. And it's like, and obviously if for the, all of the women that stay at home, we're not saying you just sit at home. If you're, if you're not no. building a business and you choose to be 100% mom, like so much power to you because yes. I couldn't My do it. My thing is, is that I don't enjoy yeah. the activities that you do as a stay at home mom. I hate laundry. I hate cleaning my own house. Like I know some people like nobody really likes those things, but they don't mind doing it. But mm-hmm. I can't even just sit and watch a TV show. Like I am working or doing something and that's, we're working on that. We're working we're on that. Working on it. I'm so that's also progress. not healthy. But if <laughs> I were to just be at home all day, I am very much that all or nothing person. I would either lay on the couch all day and watch Hallmark movies and be like, <laughs> get your own snacks, kids. Or <laughs> I, I, I just really don't know what would happen if that, if that were me, but that's just my own self-awareness that I yeah. know that that's not the, not the lifestyle for me. I love being able to like do things with my kids in small spurts, or I love being able to have the freedom when I was teaching, I couldn't go on a field trip with my kids. Mm, yeah. My dad, my dad, my mom, my husband, somebody else always went with my kids. And now I get to be that person or this weekend, um, my grandma wasn't, isn't, wasn't doing very well. You know, she's been sick the last month or so. And my mom called me on Sunday and she's like, I think you need to come, you know, tomorrow and, and see her. And guess what? I just packed up the car and I left that morning. I came home Tuesday more, you know, I like, it was, that was just the freedom that I had. And I still did coaching calls while I was there. I still did some of the things that I needed to, but I could sit in my grandma's room with her and work on things and just have her know that I was there with her and that she wasn't alone. And those kind of things, that's the freedom that I never had. I couldn't have done that when I was teaching because I only get two days a year to use how I want to use them too. That's oh my it. heavens. Oh my heavens. So you're like, yeah, cool. Teachers get vacations and they get all the breaks off and things like that. Yeah. But cool. Those are scheduled for me. That doesn't mean when life is happening that I have any control over any of the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Dang. I didn't even realize that. 
that's yeah, super rough. fun. Yeah, that's rough. So freedom um, is new and 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 awesome, and it's yeah. been something that you know we've. I have less of now because of the kids being at home and stuff. But one thing that I realized was that I am so much more tired now that they're home, and I couldn't really figure out why. And it came down to every decision I make now takes that much more thinking, that much more brain power, because I have to align all the schedules and who's going to pick Greer up from preschool at 11. She goes at eight and she comes home at 11. That's three hours. You know, I that's can't drive any, I have to drive an hour to get anywhere near oh, me, you know, like I can't run and do something or run and drop off products anywhere. Like I don't have time for that now. And so trying to navigate those schedules has been really exhausting and it's getting easier the more we do it and stuff. But my husband has had to, you know, even reevaluate farm life for himself, you know, and working on the farm. And that's, that's like unheard of people find out like how much Trent does and how much planning and scheduling we have to do to make everything work. And it blows their mind that he even leaves the farm as much as he does. And like, he's home for lunch right now. Like he just, he just took a later lunch break, you know, like while I record this podcast, like to me, it's like, well, he values, values my business and he values, you know, the, the work that I'm doing. And so it's, it's that's awesome. awesome. That is (laughs) awesome. It's, I always love seeing when when women have their support of their spouse, because you see so much crap and so much just the opposite, like resentment and frustration and nagging. And I'm like, your wife is doing something she cares about. She loves, she like the least she could do is cheer on like the least you could do. And then if you can like make some small sacrifices in the life that you're living, because I think it's just so standard that the woman supports the man and everything that he wants to do and blah, blah, blah. And she kind of takes the back seat and figures it out. And it's like, no, it doesn't really have to be that way though. <laughs> yes. Yes. So well, and one of the things that we did struggle with was that I have my master's in education. I, you know, like I have teaching was my life the yeah. whole time he had known me. And then I wanted to walk away and he had a really hard time kind of understanding that like, you have your master's, you have this degree, and now you're going to go and do these other things. And so it took a lot of communication for him to understand that I am doing the things that I love about teaching and I'm doing it within my business. But now I make the rules and I'm not having to play the games of other people and it creates freedom and it creates this for our family. And that was when things kind of shifted, but because I only had those two days and I, so you get, I got two vacation days a year and I got 15 sick days a year. But if my kids were sick, my district takes two of them because it's not me personally sick. So they're trying to deter you from taking time off when you could be at school. And Mm. so Trent was always the one that had to be home with the sick kids, try to, you know, he'd get up at 4am and go do chores and be back in time for me to go to school then I would get home at, you know, four 30 or five, and then he'd run back out and do two more hours of chores or whatever it was. And so he'd already kind of had that mentality because he had to. So when it came to business, then all of a sudden it actually got a lot easier for him because now when there's a sick kid, he maybe comes home for a couple hours while I have coaching calls or something, but he can still, we both get more done now, which is yeah. been amazing. So I think I the, the open lines of communication really do help so with that. Crucial. Though. Yeah. 
I love it. And I love, I think something just keeps coming up and it's the, because you talked about some of the sacrifices and some of the things it's like, do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. And I feel like that is the early, especially the early stages of entrepreneurship. When you're getting things off the ground, you're trying to figure out what schedules look like. You're trying to build something alongside a career. Like there's gonna be some sacrifice. There's, there's going to be some juggling. There's going to be some, gosh, this is freaking hard. How do I do this? Do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. And most people aren't willing to do that. Most people aren't willing to do what they have to do long enough to finally be able to do what they want to do for the rest of their freaking life. But it's possible for anyone. Oh, 100%. And I think that there's a lot of emphasis right now being put on by some of the really successful coaches in our industry. So the Brendan Burchard, the Amy Porterfield, the Jenna Kutcher, all amazing business owners who do so much good for the people in our, in our industry and in, in business. But there's a huge emphasis from all of these coaches to hustle less, you know, have those four day work days, you know, or four day weeks, or, you know, I work four hours a day and still do this and that. But the thing is, is the piece that they're not using to market is that they didn't do that from the beginning. Totally. Yeah. People who think that they can show up and only work four hours a day and not have any seasons of hustle and have it be low stress and do all of these things. Those are the ones, those are the businesses that are going to fail because I guarantee you that not a single one of those people had that mentality until they could afford to have that mentality when they could bring on the staff to afford that, when they could, you know, bring on the resources and the people and have the means to do all of the things. And I think that A, it's empowering to see that that's the place that they're in right now and that they've built that, but it gives us this false narrative that it's going to either A, happen overnight or B, it's going to be easier than it is. Yeah, I totally, totally get that. Totally get that. Because at the beginning, like there's got to be, there's got to be that groundwork, that foundation, that momentum builder. Like you've got to have, you've got to like massive fuel to the fire what I think the missing link is because it is going to take work and it's going to take hours and it's going to take energy. What I think the gap is for people is it's not, it's not sacrifice everything in order to be successful. Like it's sacrificing the stuff that really the fluff stuff, the stuff that isn't moving the needle forward, the stuff that doesn't need to be on your plate in that season of growth and work, get rid of that crap and replace it with work. So that then a few years down the road or whatever, you can add that stuff back in. You can add back in your Hallmark movies and you can add back in your whatever else you took off for a little bit, but it, it is, it's like, I think lots of people see that and they're like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I want. That's, that's how I want to do it. That's what, and it's like, yeah, you can get there, but you better be willing to work first and do whatever you got to do to be able to get to that place. Cause it's it's, it's crucial. There's a marketing guy that I follow on Instagram. His name's Monty Woodward. He's this African-American guy straight from Atlanta. And he talks like he's out of the hood, you know, and I, for some reason, relate to him. I don't know what that says about me, but I love it. I love it. I, I've taken all this trainings, done all the things like he just, he knows what he's talking about. But one of the things that he says is that when you are building your business, 
you have to be willing to show up and do the stuff that average people aren't willing to do. Totally. And that's what that reminded me of, you know, do Trent and I still sit and watch TV at night? Yep. But guess what? He's making keychains and I make an Instagram post, you know, we're Uh still getting our time. Like we're still doing things together or we're in the basement and he's pressing cups and I'm making bracelets or whatever it is. You know, we just, we are structuring it to look differently. So we know that if we want to spend time together, but we also have to continue to do some of the work while we're doing those things. It's not the only time we spend together. We still do date night once a month and we have, we are very intentional. And I think intention is something that it's, it's kind of one of those gray area words where people are like, it's a little hippie woo woo. Like I've got to set my intention behind things. But for me, it is, why am I doing this? What is, what is this going to do for me? And what's the outcome, you know, like, what am I going to gain from doing this? Is the work worth the, the effort, you know, is what I'm going to get out of it worth the amount of work that it's taking away from other things. And so I've been intentional. So the massage, the nails, because I'm on video all the time and I can't handle when I have a broken nail, I bite them off. So this is like <laughs> habit building for me to not be biting my fingernails all the time. I'm an anxious person. I get just, just who I am and always have been. I've done it since I was a kid. And so that I have these reasons, but I do the things that I do for a very specific reason. So the hour at the nail salon outweighs, you know, something else because it allows me to show up in my business better. And it seems silly, but you know, like the massage, it allows me to be the better mom because I can actually pick up my (laughs) three-year-old. Right. Which is kind of essential. Yes. Right. Exactly. Like (laughs) every three-year-old deserves to be able to be picked up and snuggled by their mommy. (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. Well, I love it. I could dig into this stuff for so long. I feel like there's such a strong narrative around so many things, motherhood, entrepreneurship, mom's in entrepreneurship, what it's supposed to look like, what you're supposed to do, what good moms do, what blah, 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 blah. And it, it's just all like, if anything else, I want our listeners to just have permission, not that you need it, but for some reason, someone does to just do what you ought to freaking do and not yeah. care what anyone else says about it or thinks about it or whatever. If it works for you and your family and your kids do it. Like do it and, and do it and do it sloppy and then figure out what works better and, and be willing to give yourself grace through it all and figure it out. Because I can promise you this, that a fulfilled woman is far more joyful to be around in life than someone who is feeling empty and exhausted and frustrated. And all of those things that so many people like drag their self through the mud, doing all of the things they think they're supposed to do to be a good mom or a good wife or whatever. And it's not serving them. And it's also not serving their kids or their spouse. So whatever pressures you need to release, whatever, whatever, like identities you need to let go of to just live your own freaking life and lead that the way that you want for your family, go do it because everyone else will benefit from it. I can promise you that. Oh, 100%. Hundred percent. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. I love this so much. I can't wait for all of the ladies to listen in, share it with all of their friends, share it with all the women who are trying to do all of these things, because it's not that you have to do it. It's not that you, I saw a post on Instagram the other day that was like, if you're, it was, I, I get it. But at the same time, I was like annoyed. It was like, if you're choosing to just be home and be present and slow down and solely be a mom, and you don't want to have a side hustle and you don't want to, that's okay. And I'm like, of course it's okay. Why, why are we even addressing this? The fact that like, that it's not okay or okay, but just because you also want to build a business or do something to fulfill your life and live with purpose and, and have something on your heart that will bless your family financially and whatever, that's also not wrong. Like, stop it. Society is so whack. I'm like, yeah, oh my gosh, yes. that's like a whole other topic. Right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. It drives me nuts. I'm like, geez, Louise. So, (laughs) oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Where can, where can our listeners find you? Where can they connect with you? All of the fun. Yes. So come hang out with me on Instagram. That's definitely my jam. I've been slacking on there the last few months (laughs) as I navigate this new product-based business, but I promise like and getting back into the routine of that nice. and, and showing up on there. So come find me at life coach underscore Marissa. Um, I, I just have this desire to go film like 25 reels right now and just like show <laughs> up as go. my quirky self. So yeah, come check that out. Cause <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure you'll get a kick out of something that's on there. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, thank you, Marissa so much. This is the conversation that probably needs to happen more frequently than it is. So thanks for being so open and candid and just sharing your own journey. I think it's so cool to see women that are just finding their path, doing what they love, making it work for their family, and just finding so much fulfillment in all of it, because it's so possible to do both be the mom, be the entrepreneur, be the farm wife, be the whatever else you want to be. Like you can do it all. Yes. Well, and the last thing that I want to leave the listeners with is that I tried for the first probably year and a half of my business to just do what everyone else was telling me to do. Mm. And I was not generating any more income. I was hiring the coaches. I was doing the things. I was structuring my business the way other people who had found success were, which there's a time and place for that. But I had lost myself in that beginning of my journey because I didn't really know myself well enough. And the only way you get to do that is by continuing to put one foot in front of the other. And the way my business looks where I left the classroom in the fall of 2020 to spring of 2023 here, you they're not even the same business anymore. And it took me just showing up every day and taking that messy action. And I know that that's a word that people are probably tired of hearing, but it's true, but it is. And what, what I mean by messy is that some days I still don't even know what I'm doing. Like I have a plan (laughs) and then, you know, whatever you just have to keep pivoting and evolving and doing what feels right, but also showing up and doing the work and not just relying on if I do X, Y, and Z, I'll find success. Like it's absolutely it's not linear like that. <laughs> absolutely. I love it so much. Thank you for wrapping it up with that. That is perfect. So y'all go find her. She's such a gem and we will be back here in another week. All right. Chat soon. Wrap. 
wrapping up another episode and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom Fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.